2: does not have the 218 votes needed to become house speaker and just moments ago the house adjourned until tomorrow let's go to our news line now philip bump of the washington post is with us
0: philip thanks for being with us so we haven't seen anything like this in the house in what a hundred years what do you think about what's been happening today
1: yeah that's exactly right 1923 was the last time i went to multiple votes uh I think this was sort of predicted. Doesn't make it any less weird, obviously, but we knew that Kevin McCarthy did not have a robust support uh, from within his caucus, uh, and his you know the majority that Republicans have in the House is so narrow that he could only lose a handful of folks. Uh, and you know, it seemed weeks ago that it was pretty clear he was going to have some trouble uh, making sure that he wasn't losing that handful of votes. And then he went and lost it. So now the Republican caucus is trying to figure out what it's going to do if it's going to could try and do a, finally coalesce Ron McCarthy or, or come up with a, a third candidate who hasn't yet been in the mix.
2: Yeah, you wonder who would that third candidate be? We know Jim Jordan was nominated. He got, what, 20
1: votes the uh, last time around. But who might that be? So it's a good question. I think that there has been some indication that it may be Steve Scalise, who was the uh, minority whip uh, coming into this new Congress, uh, there had been some discussion that Scalise was seen as a sort of a consensus candidate, and so there's some some thinking that it may be the case that the the hardliners on the right have put forward Jordan as a, to to sort of introduce a stalemate, so that then they can everyone can agree on this third candidate, potentially Scalise. Uh, you know, both sides, so it's not as though McCarthy's side winning or Jordan's side winning. That's that's the theory that's out there. Again, it's not entirely clear, and you know, we've got a ways to go before we figure out what the answer is.
0: Philip, what's the end game of these 19 or 20 hardliners who are not voting for McCarthy? What do they want? Do they want to negotiate for something, or are they just going to keep having this vote over and over again to, and stay an impasse?
1: I think it's pretty clear by now that all they want is for McCarthy not to be speaker. There were a lot of negotiations and conversations with McCarthy and the elements of this mostly far-right part of his caucus. Uh, He actually made some concessions to them around speaker rules and some other things, uh, and yet they didn't come aboard anyway. So it seems pretty clear now uh, that to some extent, either because they want to have the winner, because they really, really hate Kevin McCarthy, or they really don't want her to be Speaker, that they are, they are, uh, they are being obstructive at this point in time, mostly to not have McCarthy be Speaker. And I think an indication of that is that you know at first it was Andy Biggs was who they a lot of people voted for, and then it was Jim Jordan, and it seems as though that's pretty clearly a protest vote, not necessarily them. Wanting Jordan to be the speaker, just wanting to not be McCarthy.
2: Yeah, we saw that the outgoing Long Island Congressman Lee Zeldin actually got a vote the first time around. What is it about Kevin McCarthy? This is not the first time that he has been rebuffed by
1: his party. He has paid his dues. What is it about Kevin McCarthy? I think fundamentally, you know, obviously there's all sorts of interpersonal stuff, much of which we're not privy to. But I think fundamentally it is that Kevin McCarthy has been in a position of leadership. And being in a position of leadership for a political party means you have to come to consensus with the other party sometimes in order to get anything done, right? There are times in which you have to agree with the other party in order to, 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 pass, to pass motions, pass rules, in order to come up with, with policies that both sides can agree on. And the very nature of being in a leadership position in a party where there is a faction that sees any sort of working with the other party as, uh, as anathema, that's a problem, right? That you can instantaneously be held up as someone who is not true to uh, the conservative values because you work with Democrats on X, Y, and Z. And if you're in the party position of leadership, you're, that's going to happen. Uh, and I think that to some extent McCarthy is sort of the fall guy just by virtue of having held the position for several years.
0: Philip, we're almost out of time, but, uh, you know, this stalemate over the Speaker uh, is holding up the swearing in of the new members of the House. Are, are we technically still stuck with the previous Congress?
1: No, there's no one. It's wild. <laughs> Until noon tomorrow at the very earliest, there's, there's no U.S. House. There's no U.S. House at this point in time because the old, co- the old Congress was uh, adjourned and no one's been sworn into the new one. So, you know, go nuts, people. This is, this is your moment. There's no U.S. House.
2: Well, the chair recognizes a gentleman from the Washington Post, Mr. Bump, (laughs) Philip Bump of the Post. Thanks for coming on; we appreciate
1: it. You bet. Thanks.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible
1: trade-in when you switch.